It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, hi, good morning, everyone. Happy Friday to you. It is Friday, the 9th of June, 2023. Daniel Pedro back with you for the next hour. Last one of the week, but plenty to get through. Lots happening in rugby league, cricket, AFL last night as well. We are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, our open line number, and you can text 0457 736. Six seven three six. If you want to get in touch, that's all before breakfast with Vossie and Brandy for listeners in Sydney, for listeners in Queensland. It'll be Padden Hills after the six o'clock news. A lot to get through this morning over the course of the next hour. The Titans got a win over the Tigers, 28 points to 12. We'll listen to the highlights in just a second of that. But Appy Coruscant out for the Tigers and also out of state of origin with a broken jaw. The Cricket Australia in a pretty dominating position and the Swans, a disappointing loss in Buddy Franklin's 350th match. So 0457 736 736, our text number, or you can call 1300 01 1170. It's one and a half past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain, Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rain. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Also on the show today, Charlie Goodsir will join me in about 15 or so minutes to preview uh, this round of the Rugby League, the rest of the around 15 of the National Rugby League. Uh, we'll, and we'll recap the cricket as well, as I say, Australia in a pretty good position. Uh, we'll talk about all of that as well on the show. And want to hear from you about some of the issues, in particular one of the big issues coming out of the game last night between the Titans and the Tigers. And that's where we start. The Titans 28 over the West Tigers 12. If you didn't miss any of it, this is how it played out last night on SDN. They win the scrum here, the Titans. Tanner Boyd gives it to Campbell. Campbell now to Kelly. Kelly to Brimson. Brimson with the dummy. Brimson goes himself and Brimson scores. The Titans are in. The weight of possession and AJ Brimson in game number 100 gets the Titans on the board. 4-0 with a kick to come. And there's an offload out of nowhere to Bateman. Bateman ball back on the inside of Brooks. What a tackle. Mo Fodawaka has absolutely monstered him. A metre out from the line, under the whack dot, northern end of the ground. Simpton short ball, Clemory's over the line, going to get it down. Yes, he did. He gets it down. The referee's going to point to the spot. David Clemmer gets a try. Four-all with a kick to come. It could have been Alex Twelve. Could have been Alex. Now through the hands of Fasul Malawi Liu. Out the back to Tanner Boyd. Short ball to Cleese Haas who scores. What about the pass from Tanner Boyd? He held it up, gave it to Haas. The Titans back in front. Eight-six with a kick to come. Still going, AJ. Grab a kick too deep. Is it in the gallery? No! It's not. Jaden Campbell has come from nowhere to score the try. The Titans in again. The future of the Titans. 
AJ Brimson to Jaden Campbell. Titans line, 16-6, the Titans over the Tigers. That's for Harvey. Oh! oh Suamala Ali on John Bateman. <laughs> He's knocked him into the hinterland. Wowee. 12 metres out from the line. Last here for the Gold Coast Titans. Verrill's out of acting half. Gives the ball to Tino for Suamala Awi, who strolls over for the try. But what about the pass from Sam Verrills? He put it on a platter. Just to the right of centre field. Dummy's left comes right. Wakeman. Oh, Intercept. Jaden Campbell. Foot race. Campbell over the 30. Here comes Brooks. Here Buller. comes Buller. Buller. Brooks has done a hammy chasing. Brooks has done a hammy and Buller picks him up and makes the tackle. 10 out from the line. But Luke Brooks is done. Now it comes to Brimson. Brimson towards the goalpost. Unmarked man on his outside. Phillips Army scores the try. 26-6 with a kick to come, but Luke Brooks has done a hemi on the chase, and the Titans lead by 20. Buller, he's drifting across field, oh, pushes away from Fasil Malawi. He's going to race away and score. No, Brimson with a try save. Did he roll over and score? Yes, I think he rolled over oh, and scored. Oh, try. Oh, Gee, what an effort from AJ Brimson, but what a try from Jareem Buller. And they take the tap and then kick it into touch, and that is full time. The Titans get a win. At Seabus Stupa Stadium on a Thursday night, full time. The Gold Coast 28, but defeated the West Tigers 12. Yeah, so much needed win for the Gold Coast Titans. 28 points to 12 over the West Tigers. You would have heard in commentary there, Luke Brooks also picking up a hamstring injury, which is not good for the Tigers or him. Hopefully he's not out for too long. But the big talk is Appy Corusau. He is out with a broken jaw. Uh, you heard Tino's name, Big Tino's name, mentioned quite a lot in commentary. He had a fantastic game. Um, however, Appy Corusau out with a broken jaw. Uh, after the, well, it was when Tino was running and already got a text on the text line about this on 0457 736 736. This from the one-eyed Queenslander. Absolutely ridiculous Tino has anything to answer for. What is he meant to do? So he's going to face a nervous weight. Uh, I don't think there was that much in it. Uh, I think he should be okay. I uh, see Brandy uh, said on Fox League as well last night, a part of the panel, that he believes uh, that, he will be cleared. He said, I don't know how much trouble Tino's in. I thought Tino's bump on Reed Marnie was probably worse than that one. Went on to say, unfortunately, Appy has got himself in the wrong position. The bumpers go up from Tino and strikes him on the draw. What do you make of it? Do you think Tino has something to answer for? I know on Channel 9 they were saying something different to that. I don't think it was that bad. I agree with that, Texter. I, I don't think he's got too much to worry about, but we will have to wait and see. And from a New South Wales point of view, no Appy Coruscant now, and also really bad news for the Tigers, such an important part of that West Tigers side as well, out uh, for up to, I think it's six weeks, uh, potentially even longer. Uh, there'll be scans, I think, today uh, to determine that. But Damien Cook, does he come straight back in? A bit of talk about Reese Robson as well, but you would think Damien Cook would be, as long as he gets through uh, the game this weekend, all right, for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, you imagine Damien Cook will be the man that comes in, but would you have Reese Robson instead? Who would you put? Reese Robson, Damien Cook. I would go Cook, uh, but anyone out there in the Reese Robson camp, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. And does Tino have anything to worry about? Should he be looking at a game for that uh, on Appy Coruscant? 1300 01170. Or 0457 736 736. As I say, I, I definitely didn't mean to do it. 
Uh, I don't think there is much of an issue, but uh, I could be wrong. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111170. We'll get your opinion on that. Good win by the Titans as well. Disappointing for the Tigers after a couple of good weeks uh, to go down to the Titans. 28 points to 12, but they needed uh, to win that one. The Titans after they were leading against Souths last weekend um, at half time, and they've had a bit of a history of that. And then let uh, other teams get them in the second half. So well done to the West uh, to the Gold Coast Titans. Just a bit of other rugby league news before a break. Katoni Staggs uh, is primed for an origin recall and declared he is ready to step up if injured New South Wales superstar Latrell Mitchell is ruled out of the return bout at Suncorp Stadium. So we know how well he played last week against Cronulla and he has one final chance to press his claims for a Blues recall tomorrow night uh, against uh, the Newcastle Knights at Suncorp Stadium. He said, I'd love to be back in the team. Uh, Freddie has to pick the team he believes will win the series. So I'm behind them 100% whether I'm in the team or not. To be honest, I wasn't disappointed to miss Origin 1. I didn't think I was a serious chance with the option they have. Uh, and my main focus has been playing consistent football for the Broncos. But if the call-up comes, I'd be more than happy to put that New South Wales jersey on again. 24-year-old, he's averaging more run metres than any previous season, 125 metres per game, and has scored eight tries from 14 games this season. Uh, so we'll see if Katoni is anywhere near that New South Wales side uh, when it is named uh, Monday night, Tuesday morning. Your thoughts on the game last night? Tigers going down to the Titans 28-12. Is Tino in any trouble? Gary says on the text, Daniel, he led with the elbow. He is gone. Uh, that is Gary on the text. Do you agree with him? Do you reckon Tino may well be suspended and miss at least one game? We'll find out a little later on this morning. And what are you looking forward to in this weekend of sport? It is a massive weekend of sport, of course. We've got the NRL, uh, Jared Croker's 300th game tonight. Some really interesting games in the NRL. We'll preview it with Charlie Goodsir after the next break. But as well as that, we've got the cricket going on. We'll talk about that as well a bit later on in the show. The AFL, of course, I mentioned the Swans going down to St Kilda. Uh, the French Open continuing as well. Big weekend of the French Open. So what are you most looking forward to in the weekend of sport? What's the headline going to be come Monday morning or Tuesday morning for people in uh, New South Wales who have the public holiday? What's going to be your headline? one 300 or 0457-736-736. And no Abby Coruscant. So is it Damien Cook? Is he the obvious one that comes back in to that New South Wales squad? Or would you be going, Reese Robson? Should he at least be in the conversation? one 300 our open line number. You can text 0457-736-736 to your text. And we'll preview the rest of round 15 of the NRL with Charlie Goodsir next. It's 10 and a half past five. We will preview the rest of round 15 of the NRL in just a second with Charlie Goodsir. Just before that, a couple of texts. This from the Kingswood Welder. Good morning, uh, Dan. As an early morning worker and tucked into bed around 6.30, it's even earlier than me, uh, was that the famous Mark Braybrook on last night's uh, game call for SEN? Yes, it was. He was in action uh, last night. Well, good pickup. Uh, 6.30, very early bedtime. How do you manage that? Uh, thank you. And this one from Craig on the back of what I was just talking about, uh, Katoni Staggs uh, putting his hand up for origin. He said, is there a chance that the Broncos could have three in the Blues team for game two? If so, would this be a record, Kiwi Craig? Uh I don't know if it would be a record or not. I'd have to check. You'd imagine it would be close to. So I'm assuming, uh, obviously, Payne Haas will be there. Uh, Katoni Staggs put his hand up. And, of course, still the question mark on Adam Reynolds as well. 
Is uh, Reynolds going to be the halfback for New South Wales? It's going to be Nico Hines, Mitchell Moses. We'll find out uh, in a few days' time. 0457 736 736 is the text number. You can call the open line 1300 01 1170. Back to your text shortly. But before that, let's do this. Now on Tradies, the NRL preview. Yes, Friday morning it is Tradies News in a nutshell and time to welcome this next man to the studio. Um, now, I didn't get to speak to you uh, after State of Origin last week. That's probably not a bad thing. I did speak to Matty Cox on Wednesday morning, Charlie Goodso, who said that when you went on his show on Thursday, you were a little down. Is that right? Do you reckon that's true? That's Good morning. A hundred percent true. Good morning. Yeah. Yes, uh, I would have expected that reaction from you. All right, uh, I know Brownie's listing. He's got his pen and uh, notepad there. Uh, who are your halves for Game Two of State of Origin? Just before we get to this weekend of the NRL, I, I really don't know. I think Nico Hines was uh, given a raw deal in mm. Game One, mm. and unfortunately, he's going to be mostly remembered for that missed tackle on Cameron Munster that led mm. to. What was the the match winning try? And I, I know that Munster got the sealer in the end, but really that try sort of sealed New South Wales's fate. Mm. I think, I think you just got to go with Adam Reynolds. I think the mm. factor of it being the game two being in Suncorp and it's a must win, mm. and he's playing some of his best football ever. He's just very consistent. He knows that ground well. I don't think he'll be overawed by the occasion. Mm. I think he's been in plenty of big games before. Mm. I think my head's saying go Adam Reynolds, but my heart is saying Nico Hines deserves that opportunity. All right. Well, I can see Brandy in the office there just nodding, nodding, noting Yeah, he's down. really scribbling yeah, away. I know. Very, very passionate about your thoughts there, Charlie. Yeah. All right. We'll see what happens with that. But we have got a lot of games in round 15 of the National Rugby League. Of course, one game down, and that was yesterday, of course. But there are two games today, and, of course, at 6 p.m. at GIO Stadium. Jared Croker in his 300th game. There's been a lot of talk about this. The Canberra Raiders taking on the New Zealand Warriors, who themselves had a good win over the Dolphins last Saturday afternoon. Do you think the emotion of Jared Croker's 300th game will get the Raiders over the line here? I think so. This is a tough game to tip. Mm. Um, it, it, I could really see it going either way. Uh, ultimately, it just comes down to the fact that it's Jared Croker's 300th game, club legend, at home in front of his home crowd. They're going to really get behind the team. Mm. I think Ricky Stewart's going to do his best to rev the team up and let them soak in what, what will be a, a remarkable occasion. But don't discount the Warriors. I think they, no. could, they could play party poopers, but I think I'm just going to play it safe and go the Raiders. Yeah, I'll tip the Raiders as well. I thought the Warriors were impressive last week, though, against the Dolphins, especially in that second half. Sean Johnson playing really good footy. Uh, now, tonight at 8 p.m., the Manly Sea Eagles taking on the Dolphins. This is another interesting one. Have the Dolphins hit a bit of a wall, or do you expect them to bounce back against Manly tonight? Yeah, have they hit the wall? That's a really good question. I think they've really been hampered with injuries, mm. and especially suspensions. I think uh, Flair Scafusi's second suspension of the year. Mm. Tom Gilbert now out for the season. He needs to get a shoulder surgery. So oh, I think hit the wall might be a little bit harsh. I think mm. they've hit their really big uh, test. Mm. I, I think the I don't think they anyone expected them to have a, as much Origin stars as they did. I think they win this game mm. against Manly. I just think they're a better coach side. Mm-hmm. I think they'll play smarter. I think what they really do well is they stay in 
the game. So they'll be in, in it with a chance to win. Mm. I just don't trust the Manly Seagulls at all. I don't trust Manly, but I think at home they've been look they've been very inconsistent all year. The Manly Seagulls, but I think at home they might just be able to get up over the Dolphins. But this one, like quite a lot of games this weekend, a fifty-fifty game. Now three games tomorrow, three p.m. at Cogra, the St George Illawarra Dragons up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. The Rabbitohs, uh, of course, won against the Titans last weekend. Although it was dicey at halftime, they were trailing before they ran away with it in the second half. We know the Dragons have been another big news. Story this week that they have been for basically the whole of the season. Last time they're at uh, Cogra, though, they did beat the Roosters. Do you give them much of a chance against South Sydney? No, I don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no I, I give them next to zero chance. Really, mm. I think the Rabbitohs are the best team in the competition. I know they've been hit with injuries and they lost um, lost a few games here and there, but I, I still think they're my favourite to to win the premiership at the end of the season. I think those injuries. Uh, just significant players maybe in past seasons that might have been a bit of a deal breaker but I think they're a well oiled machine now I, I think this game could get pretty ugly to be honest yeah I'm going to tip South Sydney as well I don't see look South Sydney are a better team at the moment than the Roosters are and were back three weeks ago whenever they played the Dragons I think the Dragons I think they will put up a bit of a spirited performance but I think South Sydney win now your team the Newcastle Knights they go up to Brisbane to play the Brisbane Broncos 5.30 tomorrow night at Suncorp Stadium at the Broncos have been impressive most of the season. The Knights, they're another team, being a bit up and down, inconsistent. How are you feeling about this game tomorrow night up in Brisbane against one of the form teams of the competition? I'm going to be very quick with this one. I think the Broncos <laughs> do a number on Newcastle. Okay. You don't think you don't give the Knights any chance? Not really, no. I think the Broncos win as well. I think I think the Knights, yeah, they've been trying hard this year. They've been good. But, yeah, I think the Broncos win. Uh, 7.30 p.m. tomorrow night or 7.35 at Allianz Stadium. The first game the Roosters playing in, at Allianz Stadium, I think, in about six or seven weeks. They take on the Penrith Panthers. We know, obviously, no Nathan Cleary for the Penrith Panthers. The Roosters got a much-needed win just against the Bulldogs last Sunday up on the Central Coast. Back at Allianz should help them, but will it help them enough to get up over the Panthers, who, of course, put, what, 48 points on them just a couple of weeks ago? Uh, yeah, no, it won't. No? Uh, okay. I, I, I think the, the, the Roosters are my biggest disappointment of the season. If I was to give them a mid-season ranking at this stage, I'd mm-hmm. give them an F. Ooh, uh, for all the talent they possess on the park, mm. they should not be where they are on the ladder at the moment. They should not be faltering. They should not be mixing and matching different combinations here, which is work. This is a team that has been together for a while now and should know what its best 17 is each mm-hmm. and every single week, and they don't. Penrith, despite the injury to Nathan Cleary, are still just a, a monolith of amazing talent across the park. So... It's pretty easy for me. I think Panthers win 20-plus. What I don't understand about what the Roosters are doing now, Daniel Tupo is back, which is good, but I would be moving Joey Manu, who is a good fill-in 5'8 at a pinch, but he's not a regular 5'8 at this stage of his career, um, which puts more pressure on Luke Keery, who, in fairness, played well last weekend. I'd be moving Manu back to the centres and bringing either Drew Hutchison or Sandon Smith, who made his debut, uh, into the halves, whilst, we wait, whilst the Roosters wait for Sam Walker to come back. That would make sense to me. I don't know what you do, but they've got to be playing a lot better than they are now. 
I'm going to tip Penrith. I have had, though, and I know I tipped them uh, with Falsey and Brady yesterday as well. I have had a weird feeling about this game all week. It might mean that Penrith win by 50. It might mean the Roosters cause an upset. But you'd think Penrith should win. Should be a good crowd there at Allianz on uh, tomorrow night as well. Uh, one game on Sunday, the Melbourne Storm taking on the Cronulla Sharks. Cronulla, there's been a bit of talk this week about their record against top four, top eight teams. I thought their second half last weekend against the Broncos wasn't very good. And I thought Nico Hines, who I'm a big fan of, uh, I thought he was a bit underwhelming. In fact, I thought the whole side was a bit underwhelming in that second half. But the Storm were also underwhelming against the Cowboys last Sunday afternoon. So this is one, a really interesting one in Melbourne, 4.05 Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it's a battle of which team can bounce back from arguably their worst performance Mm. in the season. I think the score flattered the Sharks in the end. I think they were just a very bland nothing. They never looked like they were in the contest. And when they got that late try to sort of maybe... Mm. Uh, you know, attempt to come back or, you know, tease one a little bit. That They never looked like they were in the fight. Uh, the Storm, wow, I didn't see that coming. I think that was the most depressing field goal I've ever seen. You could hear, <laughs> you could hear, uh, from the Cowboys, I think you could hear the sigh from the crowd being like, no, we wanted to drop 50 on yes. them. Yeah. And I was wanting them to drop 50 because that means mm. it's it, it's the age-old stat. We always go to it. But when a team concedes 50 points, you can rule them out for the rest of the season. And it's funny you say that. So I was up on the Central Coast. I got back at home just on full time, just when that field goal was kicked. And I thought, oh, well, it, what happens if they do put 50 on Melbourne? Do you Can you rule out Melbourne? Are they one of the... Well, one of the teams that if they get conceded, if they get 50 put on them, could they come back and win the competition? I don't think they're going to win the comp anyway. But no, it would I, interesting. I don't think so either. I do think they're going to win this game against mm-hmm. the Sharks. I just, whilst I think the Sharks are a better team, mm. I just think their record against top eight opponents in the last few seasons you can't overlook that. I think that really hurts them. So I think the Storm win this one. I'm going to tip the Storm. And what do you make of the Sharks then? I mean, they're sitting, what, fourth on the ladder or something like that. But I still think they had a really, and you mentioned it just then, had a really good run last year, have had a pretty good run this year as well. I'd like to see them beat, and this is a perfect opportunity, I'd like to see them beat some other big teams to really put them in that premiership contender bracket. Yeah, I think, like... You can't knock a team for winning games, especially winning games consistently like mm. they did, especially at the back in the last season. Uh, you can only beat who's in front of you. But mm. they beat the teams you expect them to beat. When it comes to beating teams around them on the ladder, the, time and time again, they just don't seem to be able to take that extra step or match them a little bit. Mm. So I, I think they'll finish top four again. I think they'll probably finish fourth. Mm. But I think they'll go on straight sets again. I don't think they'll be a factor in the finals at all. All right. And on Monday, the 4 o'clock game, of course, the King's birthday, the Bulldogs taking on the Parramatta Eels. I saw the Bulldogs last week. They were unlucky not to win that game. They played some good footy up against Parramatta, who will be without Dylan Brown, at least for the next few weeks, taking everything else out of it. He's a big loss for the Parramatta Eels. They've been inconsistent, although their past couple of games have been coming good. I find this one a really hard one to tip as well. But... I'll lean towards the Eels with no confidence. I don't find this one hard to at all. I'm going the Doggies. You're going to the Doggies? I'm okay. going the Doggies. I think this has boil over written all over it. And if the Doggies win, they're going to win big as well. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I think it was the same fixture last year where they they smacked them up like 36 mm. to 6 or something like that. And, mm. and Burden laid this massive tackle on, on Mitch Moses, which basically kind of got him into the game two of Origin. Yes, yeah. Um, on the back of that performance, I, I really like the dogs in this one. I li- I really liked what I saw against your Roosters. Yep. They played their best mm. and the Roosters probably played their worst. Mm. Roosters still won, but I think the Roosters aren't 
the the Roosters are a better side than the Eels. Yeah. I don't rate the Eels at all. I don't get the hype around the Eels at all. I don't get the hype around mm. Mitch Moses. I think Clint Gutherson is like the only player who has X Factor, mm. which is ironic because yes. at the start of the year they wanted to mm. replace someone with X Factor. Um, yeah, I'm going the dogs in this one, and I'm going in a walkover. I, uh, think, I think it's going to be a romp. And there was a bit of talk at that they were going to thinking about moving Ga- uh, Clint Gutherson to 5'8 as well. No, dumb, dumb. Just keep him at fullback. He's a great defensive fullback. Yes, I agree. Uh, you talk about Mitchell Moses. Could be a very important game for him, um, depending what they go with Origin. I think he's the big outsider. I don't think he's going to be there, but you never know. never know. Oh, I'd, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, I, won't, I won't say anything on the matter. I, I, I've said who I want, Reynolds or Hines. I'll be happy with either of those two. Well, we'll find that out uh, early next week. Charlie, great stuff. We'll chat again next week. We'll see who... Uh, Freddie and Brandy have picked for State of Origin. We'll get your reaction to that and we'll preview the next round of National Rugby League as well. Thank you very much. Uh, Charlie Good, sir, on Tradies News in a nutshell. And Charlie back with me next Friday, 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line anytime as well, 1300 01 1170. Any thoughts on that? And just what I was talking about in terms of uh, the Roosters game against the Panthers tomorrow night as well, the 7.30 game at Allianz Stadium. It seems that Penrith, uh, the Penrith players are expecting the Roosters uh, to name a new goal king halfback ahead of the game tomorrow night. So some Panthers pri- uh, players are privately predicting uh, Sam Smith, who I mentioned uh, with Charlie just then, will slip into the Roosters' halfback spot with Luke Keary switching back to 5'8", uh, which means Joey Manu would revert back to the centres. Uh, Roosters coach Trent Robinson not, did not return calls uh, yesterday, but will front the media this morning at 8.30am, uh, where he will apparently discuss uh, the lineup. We know Sam Smith uh, made his debut last week against Canterbury. Uh, he was used as a backup dummy half behind Jake Turpin, but uh, as we know, he's more a dummy half. Uh, obviously, no Joseph Suetli for the Roosters as well. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Trent Robinson does do that. Uh, I just don't think that experiment with experiment with Marnham at 5-8 is working, but we'll find out tomorrow night at Allianz Stadium. A text before a break, and then uh, we'll look back at day two of the cricket. This from Brett on 0457-736-736. This on the Appy Coracell incident. When is the onus on the defender to get his head in the right position when making a tackle? Should Tino run with his arms down and his ribs be exposed to be smashed? If Appy doesn't receive an injury, would we even be talking about it? That from uh, Brad or Brett. Um, I, I don't, well, I don't think so. If if Abby Coruscel gets up, plays on, um, and there's no issue, I don't know if this would be, definitely wouldn't be a headline. Um, obviously, the, it could still result in Tino being in some trouble. But if it, in, in, to be honest, if it wasn't middle state of origin as well, it probably wouldn't be receiving the headlines as it is this morning. Uh, Gary on the text earlier said he should be suspended. Um, Brett says no. What say you? Is Tino in trouble? No, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And who comes in for Appy Coruscant for game two of the state of origin series? Damien Cook, or is Reese Robson in the conversation? one or something else, one 1170 or 457 And what are you most looking forward to on this weekend of sport? It is a massive weekend of sport. What's going to be the headline come Monday slash Tuesday morning? one 1170 our open line number. You can text 0457-736-736. More texts in a second. And we'll look back at day two of the World Test Championship over in the UK. It is 29 to 6. We will wrap up day two of the cricket for you in just a second. Just a tweet. 
tweet before we go to the open line that has been said to me. Coracell obviously out for New South Wales. Cleary out for New South Wales. Why don't we run with Cook, Reynolds and Walker? There's another one. Uh, it's just always changing for Brad Fittler and Greg Alexander. We'll see what they come up with. As I say, we'll wrap up the cricket in just a second. Let's go to the open line, though. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Frank's on the line. Morning, Frank. G'day, mate. Look, I've got one. I, I know you've got those two heads listening again today. Um, mate, I want to ask those two heads, if they're all defending Tino, why does it keep happening? Use one of your heads at least and think about it. Look, it, it, you can say all you want that he's not doing anything wrong, but he keeps knocking people over and knocking them out and breaking their jaws. So something's going wrong, people. So, you know, answer that one, you two heads. So, all hey, right. Very quickly, yep. Origin. I've, I've, been try, I've been trying to tell Brandy he's not listening. Kiri needs to be the halfback. He's the toughest, smartest uh. halfback left standing. Pick Kiri. And you've got to go to the South Connection. But if you go in the South Connection, why don't we pick Alex Johnson instead of Toto? I don't know what Toto does. Johnson is the guy who is always in the position to score tries, and he doesn't do anything wrong. The guy deserves to be picked, so pick all the towers and the money. And make the, the headline for next Tuesday, Aussies crumble in world championship humiliation. I, it just uh, reeks of it. You can see it's coming. Good confidence, Frank. Uh, just quickly, I've, uh, yes, I've seen your texts, uh, and he has been reading them out on Luke Keary. You'd actually, look, I, I, oh, yeah, I, but, but he doesn't have the courage. Brandy's just lacking the courage. He knows what he's got to do, mm. but he's got to stand up. He's a good do, man. He's a damn good man, but he's got to stand up. Do you not think Luke Keary has been in uh, not great form this year playing halfback for the Roosters, apart from last week? I just in all seriousness, I reckon he's got a touch of Alfie about him. He's the sort of bloke you, you'd throw him into that cauldron. He's got so much experience. And, mate, there's no tougher bloke going around. I reckon he'd be brilliant. I, I just I just think, throw it all in. Let's have a go. All right. Well, we'll see if Brady listens to that. I'm sure he's written that down on page 250 of his notebook. Thank you, Frank. We'll talk again soon. No worries, mate. Let's hear from those two. Uh, yeah, okay. Thank you. Uh, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is our open line number, or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Good morning to our Queensland listeners this morning as well. Uh, Ryan on the text line before we get to the cricket says, if Tino comes up against someone of similar stature, he gets them in the chest. Unfortunate collision, a collision, but that's footy. Yeah, see, I, this is where I tend to agree as well. I don't think, I don't think he'll be suspended. But we'll have to wait and see. All right, it is 22 minutes to 6 o'clock. Shirazza Smith, one away from 100, and he'll get it from the second ball of the day. Back-to-back boundaries to start. An emphatic start to day two for Stephen Smith. Out towards the deep mid-wicket rope. Back at the ground where this remarkable ton machine first clicked into gear in 2013. It was here in South London where he struck his first Test 100. And now he's earned the right to salute for his 31st playing his way, doing things on his terms, and along with Travis Head, putting his side in the strongest of positions in this World Test Championship final. Stephen Smith is one of the greatest to ever do it. So Steve Smith getting his 100 early on day two. He ended up making 121 runs. Travis Head, 163. The rest of the batting lineup after that didn't do a lot apart from Alex Carey, uh, who uh, made 48. But India, in reply, it stumps a 5 for 151. 5 for 151. Australia in a commanding position for more. Let us hear from Bharat Sandarace and Adam Collins as they wrap up day two of the World Test Championship.
SEN Test Cricket for Tyre Power. Raise the bat as you save a ton on Toyo Tyres. Get full for three. Adam Collins and Brat Sunder racing. Stumps Day 2 World Test Championship Final here at the Oval. Australia made their way to 469. 163 of those was Travis Head. 121 Stephen Smith, a massive partnership of 285. They laid the foundation. Then the bowlers went to work. They've got India 5 for 151 at the close. 318 in arrears. All five Australian bowlers have a wicket. They couldn't really ask for much more at this stage. They're in such a strong position. They were in a strong position when play started today and despite losing a few early wickets, uh, like I said, Adam, um, going past 450, Alex Carey just spoke to uh, SEN Test Cricket and he said the same thing. He said they were looking for a target, anything over 450 uh, and they backed themselves to just go all the way and win this game. And that's exactly how it played out. Uh, and a, a little bit of a course correction from the Australian fast bowlers. They saw how the Indian fast bowlers went about their business. They were bowled both sides and it was very obvious in Steve Smith. I was asked about it in the press conference that they wanted to attack that stump, bowl at that around eight inches from the stump length and then try to hit hit the stumps. And that's eight, eight inches, eight meters, I should say. <laughs> uh, and, and it's worked. Uh, a lot of the wickets have been bowled or LBW. And of course, there was that snorter from Stark to get Kohli out. They batted at a pretty decent clip Australia today as well. So Smith hits two boundaries to start. First two balls off Siraj to raise his 31st test turn. His ninth against India, seventh in England, third at the Oval. They're incredible numbers. He went on to make 121 all up before chopping on Shardul Thakur. A relatively innocuous delivery, but that'll happen when you batted already for nearly six hours. Travis Head passed 150 in style, made it to 163. A pretty important contribution of 48 from Carey. A partnership of 51 with Pat Cummins down the list, which meant they would get a above 450. So even though they, they didn't go and hit 550, 600, it was very much job done. Uh, and then with the ball, Stark was wayward to begin, but bowled an absolute brute of a ball to get Virat Kohli after T. They all kind of got starts. Rohit Sharma trapped in front by Pat Cummins to get them going after a bit of a flyer for India in reply. And then a piece of magic from Scotty Boland. Um, new into the attack, comes on first change. Shubham Gill, who made 100 against Australia the last time they played, leaves a ball alone, which he was right to leave given where it landed on the yeah. pitch. And it reared back and hit his middle and off stump. It was magic. Yeah, after the first three overs of the Indian innings, they were 22 without loss. Yeah. I, I thought we'll start talking about war ball thanks to Rahul Rafid but uh, it wasn't to be and it was the introduction of Scott Boland bowling for the first time with the red ball in a competitive match in England uh, who turned the screws on India two very tight overs and the wicket falls at the other end Pat Cummins going slightly fuller and trapping him uh, trapping the Indian captain in, in front and then the wicket that you uh, described of Shubman Gill and then Cam Green was a surprise move we didn't expect him to uh, start straight after the break uh, he bowled from the other end and we, we felt it was to do with the up and down nature of the pitch when yeah. you were bowling from the Mickey Stewart Pavilion end and it proved to be that there was some generous seam movement as well and some movement in the air to that delivery that got rid of Cheteshwar Pujara and, and then Mitchell Stark again comes back to bowl his third over starts with a half volley that Virat Kohli puts away and then starts the next over with an unplayable delivery I mean it, it's a special delivery and it I, I mean, it felt, felt even more special because it was Virat Kohli when he was looking good. Yeah, three of the five wickets were just beauties. The Cameron Green ball was very similar to Boland, except Boland was kind of your wobble seam bit of an in-swinger, whereas the green one was an old-fashioned off-cutter. Fingers down the seam, did loads, Pajara shouldering arms as well. And the fifth wicket, Judasia, just when he was going pretty nicely, 48 from 51 balls, the introduction of Nathan Lyon. How often do we see it with Lyon getting a wicket early in his spell? Excellent length, brought him forward, caught the edge, and Steve Smith completes an already lovely day by taking a catch at first slip. Now down 
uh, at the non-strikers end for that, as he was for much of the afternoon, was Ajinka Rahane, the former vice-captain. He's been out of the side for the better part of 18 months. You've written a lot about Rahane over the years. Um, he knows what it takes to make a, a back-against-the-wall contribution. They're going to need him desperately tomorrow morning. In a strange way, Ajinka Rahane couldn't have asked for a better position or, or match scenario to make his comeback in. Because whenever uh, the odds have been against India or uh, their backs have been against the wall is when he's played his best innings, especially away from home, especially against Australia. And uh, you're right, I mean, it, it, at that point when he walked out to bat and when Virat Kohli goes, you think this could be over in a, in a hurry because the Australian bowlers were on top and he had, just like Steve Smith and Travis said yesterday, Ravindra Jadija started hitting a lot of boundaries, but Rahane counter-attacked himself, played some really, really nice shots um, and look, he's earned his comeback. There was a time 12 months ago when even I thought his time has come and gone, uh, but he's still in there and this innings could prolong his test career, maybe even allow him to write another chapter which many people thought it wouldn't be. Maybe you get another book out of it. Who's to know? Uh, two great days for the Australians. Our coverage after plays for tyre power. Toyo tyres at wicket-taking prices. Adam Collins, Brett Sunderacen saying goodnight from South London. Can't wait to do it all again tomorrow morning. Yeah, Adam Collins, Barat Sanderson over there in London, Australia, in a good position after day two uh, there. And we mentioned, well, they mentioned, I mentioned Alex Carey as well, uh, made a very important 48 the back end of the Australian innings. The only real uh, member of that uh, tail end to actually make any runs. He caught up with Barat Sanderson post play. Alex Carey, thanks for speaking to SEN Test Cricket. Uh, that was a pretty good day for you guys. Yeah, it was. We obviously set a pretty nice platform overnight in um, Smith and Hetty. Uh, fantastic to see Smudge get those five runs really early in the day. And uh, I think it's his 31st Test 100 for Australia and um, pretty impressive again. But like I said, those two were fantastic yesterday. Um, and then we were able to get to a total, which was, I think, pretty, pretty solid on this wicket. Um, we've seen it sort of go through the surface a little bit and, and a few shoot lows. So... Um, with five wickets overnight, I think we're in a, a good position if we rock up tomorrow and put the ball in the right area. And when you walked out to bat, uh, Alex, a couple of wickets fall. Uh, it didn't look like you guys were in any hurry to just pick up the scoring. We're happy to spend time out there, maybe let the pitch deteriorate and like make the most of the best batting conditions? Yeah, we were looking at that over 450 score to be a, a good target um, from where we were. and. Um, yeah, it wasn't easy to go out and, and score freely like we saw um, yesterday, but we are able to hang in there and um, eventually, you know, get our, our total that we were after. Um, the tail, you know, snuck in there with a few and look, I, I think it's a good score. Obviously, we, we've got to come back tomorrow and put the ball in the right areas. We see some highlights on the TV. Um, there's enough there for the quicks. Uh, and it, it looked like there was a conscious decision made by the bowlers to uh, sort of attack the stumps more. I mean, you, the Australian bowlers are a lot straighter than what, what, what we saw from the Indians. Uh, you, did, did you see that as well? Yeah, I think Scotty bowl and that's his blueprint. Um, and then Paddy obviously bowls uh, quite a heavy ball, so some will shoot through and, and some will um, bounce a bit more. Um, Starkey, his, his aggressive nature at the stumps, that left arm in swing and... Um, Greeny was fantastic as well and, and Gaz, so all our bowlers took one, it's nice to have them all into the game. Um, but yeah, we, you know, if we're, if we're playing on a wicket that um, is a little bit up and down, then if we keep the stumps in play, 
um, we should be in the game. And that that delivery to Virat Kohli, yes, it was Virat Kohli's wicket, the big wicket, but also how that ball just reared up at uh, him. Was was that the kind of delivery which kind of convinces you that, look, we've got a lot of runs on that table, we just need to keep putting it on there? Yeah, I think we saw a little bit um, through our innings in the back end that there was balls that were uh, busting through a little bit. So, um, yeah, our quicks charge in, they, they bash the wicket as do the Indian quicks and whatever there is, they'll try to get out of it and, and hopefully it does deteriorate a bit more. Um, but yeah, that was one of Starkey's, yeah, run in, bowl fast, it gripped the seam and um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see how it plays out. The sun will be out so it might um, start to dry up a little bit more too. And just first time keeping in uh, England, the ball does do a lot after it passes the stumps, right? How did that go? Uh, did, did it take a while for you to get used to it? Yeah, it's probably something that's spoken about a lot is that, that ball, once it... Um, I guess the lacquer wears off, it'll start to wobble around and, and make it a little bit difficult for us behind the stumps. But um, I think Bright did a fantastic job for India um, and there's going to be yeah, a, a bit of sore fingers throughout the uh, the series. And finally, are you expecting a message from the wife about the reverse sweep again? Yeah, I might put that one away. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Go well tomorrow. Cheers. Ta. Alex Carey with Barrett Sundaresan. So India trailing by 318 runs with five wickets remaining. Don't forget the World Test Championship resumes tonight from 7pm across the SEN network and the SEN app with Australia in a commanding position. We'll finish the show off with uh, quite a few texts. 0457 736 736. We'll do that after the break. It is 11 and a half to 6. Yeah, disappointing uh, for the Swans last night going down to St Kilda. 80 points to 66 and Buddy Franklin's 350th match. So St Kilda 80 over the Swans 66. All right, some text to finish the show off. 0457 736 736. Uh, so uh, this from the Chook Man. Chook Man even. So Marnie is playing this week and Joey Suili'i missing three games. Appy broken jaw. Tino will be in trouble, but both Marnie and Appy had poor technique in both of those tackles. Marnie should have got three weeks for leading with the head. Uh, thank you, Chookman. Uh, yes, uh, he will be playing this week. Uh, I still don't know about Tino, but we'll find out uh, later on. This from Steve the Colleton Bulldog. Morning, Dan. I missed the tackle last night as I flicked over to the cricket, but I do believe, and correct me if I am wrong, that Tino has been warned and charged in the past for uh, raising his arms and elbows up when running into the defensive line. If this is correct, he'll be charged, in my opinion, just like Joseph uh, from the Roosters, so really, uh, who was warned in the past and is now missing for three weeks for those knee lifts. Keep up the great show. Thank you. Yes, he has been warned. Uh, look, it wouldn't surprise me if he was charged and suspended. I just didn't think it looked that bad. But, uh, look, I understand what people are saying. And this from um, the Oran, Oran Park Oracle. Uh, hi, mate. Why are we trying to get the whole South team in there? This is Reed New South Wales. After we had the Penrith team. Pick players in form. And on the back of Frank's call, Kiri has been um, poor form most of the season. Yes, I agree with that. I wouldn't be picking uh, Luke Kiri. Like Matty John said, we just love to eat ourselves. Cheers, Oran Park Oracle. And a couple of uh, texts. Uh, not really happy with Frank's uh, call on the open line as well. Thank you for that, uh, Smithy the Eel. Uh, all right, almost done for the day. Uh, Vossi and Brandy coming up after 6 a.m. for this is in Sydney. Just 
Speaking of Brandy, it seems that Manly and the Roosters are locked in a tug of war to land uh, his son, one of his sons, Bo. Uh, he's dominated as part of Manly's under-16 development side this year, uh, and his form has attracted attention from Manly and the Roosters. Bo and his agent, Brayton Astor, was spotted at Roosters headquarters recently. We know the Roosters also have Brad Fittler's son, Zach, contracted. So maybe one day we'll see a Roosters house pairing of Fittler and Alexander that could lead them to Premiership glory. Thank you for your company today, Patton Heels. For Queensland, this is after the 6 o'clock news. And for Sydney listers, it'll be Vossi and Brady, one of their special guests, Crash Craddock, talking about the cricket. Also, Brett Phillips there talking about French Open, David Riccio and Michelle Bishop. Have a great weekend. I'll be back with you on Tuesday morning from 5am. News, then breakfast. See you then. Bye-bye.